0: 102.5 FM, KXSF LP, San Francisco, and KXSF.FM.
1: You're tuned in to Spark, informing minds, inspiring ideas,
0: igniting innovation.
1: Let the conversation sink into your soul.
0: This is Kelly Marlowe, host of Spark. Today, I'm talking with Grace Kreibinger, founder of The Hivory, a collaborative co-working space that focuses on community building and inspiring the inner artists and people. We will be talking about how she has successfully created a model to bring people together who are experiencing life transition and supporting them on this path. Thank you for joining me today, Grace. Thank you for having me. What is the Hivery? The Hivery
1: is a co-working space and Inspiration Lab that started six years ago in Sausalito. We expanded to Mill Valley, California, and just recently to San Francisco. And we are dedicated not just to creating workspace, but to bringing out the unique potential in each of us that allows us to create meaningful work that feels that like the deepest part of us. So that space, that's community, and that's programming that really supports um, our members and community in finding their next chapter.
0: And what makes it different from other co-working spaces that exist today?
1: Well, uh, so co-working has obviously become a really phenomenal trend, and and. You know, I think some people think of co-working as a place to put your laptop, a place to get some work done heads down. And I really look at co-working very differently. I think um, we've created a beautiful, light, art-filled space um, in collaboration with local artists and our members that help us to design something extraordinary. So I think that the beauty is certainly different, but not the whole story. Because I, what I really found in co working space that was the real need was not just a place, but a feeling of belonging. So our space is very different because we put kindness and creativity and community first. And that in turn allows the space to be a vehicle for something much deeper than just a place to
0: work. And how do you create those elements in your space?
1: Well, there's a, there's a couple different um, kind of values behind that. One is that I'm very thoughtful and specific, not about how the space looks, even though it is beautiful, um, but how it feels. So it's really important to me that someone comes into the space and they feel immediately that sense of being seen and heard for who they are that they can work autonomously on focused work, like writing where you really need to feel in the flow or, and um, they can work collaboratively, you know, among others, whether it's people that they've come with, like business partners or people on their teams, or it might be other members that they are interested in being inspired by or collaborating with or mentoring with. So I really thoughtfully curated the way the spaces work and the flow and how they feel around those ideas of being able to, to feel a sense of belonging to something, to feel like the best version of yourself, um, and to feel like you have those opportunities to both go deep as an individual and go outward um, as a collective, as part of a community.
0: So it sounds like you've given a lot of thought to how the flow of how people may gather and collaborate in the space as well as the beauty in terms of how people feel, not that they're working in a real workspace, but a place where it might feel different from your normal workspace.
1: Yes, definitely. I mean, I never worked in a workspace like this. You know, in my in my past career, um, I, I just, I never witnessed that such a, a commitment to artistry and creativity and, and what that does to our energy and our feeling of of being part of this world. I mean, art is inspiring in so many ways and it brings out the the pieces of us that that make us feel like we have creativity to offer regardless of our work. You know, we have members doing deeply, deeply creative work and we have members that are doing work that may not traditionally be seen as creative. Um, Like, you know, accountants or financial analysts or, and, and they, um, they find that this, the creative energy enlivens them in a way that they may not have been accustomed to in a workspace before. So I I think um, rewriting the script of what workspace can be, and then being able to witness what happens to us as human beings when we, when we feel like our work is being honored, and by creativity and beauty around us and the, feeling the energy of others and how that can change our own energy and feeling how that can change even very deep emotional areas of ourselves like like self-doubt or, or inner critic or feeling like you're not good enough or you're not ready to take this next step in your career or your business or in your craftsmanship or your artistry. But feeling the collective energy of others in the space around you can often propel you forward even subconsciously. Um, so i has been I've been astounded at the impact of of space and light and creativity and of course the energy of other human beings and what that can do for an individual's feeling not just in their work but their sense of self.
0: So what you've done is instead of creating an effective workplace, you have created a beautiful workspace that's open with a lot of light, a lot of just this feel flow. So that people feel inspired in that space.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And I, I think it's interesting. I think that, you know, in the last 10 to 15 years, we, there's been such a, um, a change in the way that we look at what an ideal workspace is. I think, and I, I did this as well, you know, I, um, there was a time where I really thought what I really wanted was to be able to work from home be able to work on my pajamas, be able to work whenever I wanted and um, have flexibility. And all of those things are great. And I still value those things sometimes. But but what I found was happening when I was working from home was I started wondering, I started feeling like a bit of a sadness around my work and starting to feel like maybe I shouldn't be doing this anymore. Maybe I'm not good at this anymore. And when I got really quiet and clear about where, where that emotion came from, I realized it was not about me and my relationship to my work or my talent. It was actually about me and my relationship to feeling isolated and to feeling alone and to shift that energy, to put that energy in a space with other people that are thriving in that feeling of belonging and And that feeling of permission to be our fullest selves, whether that's in our personal or professional lives, that completely shifted my energy toward what I was creating. So the hybrid became my own petri dish, my own kind of magic space to create something that I felt was the deepest expression of myself that I hadn't been able to access before when I was alone in my home office all the time.
0: Well, that's quite insightful on your part, because most people would think of it as burned out or you know not having enough stimulation and needing to be out more and the fact that you made that connection back right to the fact that you need more aliveness in other ways
1: yes yes and I definitely thought of it that way at first and I was you know I was down about it and I thought like you know now I have to go reinvent myself because I don't know what I'm doing anymore I don't feel good about my work anymore but it, it just wasn't that wasn't actually it that was the emotion but then when I started digging deeper and exploring and experimenting with this idea of creating a space that was a collective for the unique potential that lies inside of all of us I started feeling that feeling of that question of is it burnout is it boredom (laughs) you know that question started getting dismantled a little bit and going like no I think it's something entirely different I think it's the very deep human yearning for a feeling of belonging and a feeling of being accepted and celebrated for who you are as you are and letting that celebration take the shape of space, light, art, and of course, human beings, community.
0: But how do the people connect if they're going there to work? And let's say you have a room of people, right? It's not something that happens naturally unless there's a common thread. That them.
1: You're absolutely right. So that takes a lot of, of thought, and I've put, I've put a lot of energy into the essence of exactly that question, because you can create a beautiful space or a beautiful room and invite people into it, but if there's no set value or intention, um, it would be really easy for each of us to go inside our own laptops and be completely immersed in our inboxes. Um, or a to-do list. And, and, and it's kind of the same feeling you can get sometimes when you go to a coffee shop and you look around and everyone's on their laptop or everyone's on their phone and you're together but not. So there's certainly, um, there's the, the hybrid is, is made for all facets of the work environment and personal growth. So there are certainly times where you just need to go in and get your work done, heads down, focused, with great intention. Um, But what we do is we fold in programming and connection points so that can be done through, we have lunch and learn events, we have um, speakers, we have panels, we bring in um, guest speakers in art and all kinds of industries actually. And then we do a lot of just opportunities for our members to connect. And I think it's interesting because right now People are talking a lot about creating communities, and in a way, it's become almost like a cliche thing that everything has to have a community, but communities require a commitment to values. That's something that often unites a community. So, what we talk about at the high rate, first and foremost, as our first core value is kindness, and you feel that kindness from the moment you walk in the door, the way you're greeted by our staff, the way... Our team knows a little bit about you and your work and is curious and inquisitive and wants to connect you to someone else that that might have a a similar vein of work or might be a great mentor. So we, before our members even walk in the door, we are already thinking about how can we make them feel seen, heard, and at home. And that commitment to kindness and really seeing people for who they are that sets an entirely different intention. So when you walk in the room, you feel like you're part of that. I and mean, it's it's amazing to me how, what a long way that goes in connecting people of just knowing that if the high grade is based in kindness and I value kindness and that person over there values kindness, there's a way, there's something between you that says, I, I get you, I see you. And um, so it's it's certainly, it's our core values. It's our programming. Um, it's our, our team, we are just, we're deeply committed to making sure that people feel connected. We also do, you know, some, there's of course, tools and resources that help people feel further connected, like a member directory that you can search by keywords. So if you're looking for a website designer, there they are right in the directory, um, or a community board, but, but mostly it mostly it's around, it's around the the commitment to values.
0: Interesting. So I was reading that the Hivery is a community that supports, mentors, and connects amazing people who collaborate on their businesses, their passion projects, and their life transitions. The life transition part is the most interesting to me because it's, a, it's when you don't know where you're going, right? Exactly. So, how does the ivory support someone who walks in and says, I don't know what I'm doing, and I don't know why I'm here, but I'm here to find out is, what I can do?
1: This is my favorite topic, my <laughs> favorite question, um, because there's a couple of things that I've learned along the way after you know, meeting thousands of people that have come through the ivory doors. And that's that at, at various stages of life, um, it is very normal and human to not know what's next, regardless of your experience or your wisdom or your education or your past careers or your jobs. It, it doesn't matter or even your success or your failures. It doesn't matter that there, there, you will come to a time in life, likely multiple times, um, where you really don't know what to do next. Um, And that it can look like a lot of different things. It can often look on the outside like you have it all figured out. Or it might look on social media like you know exactly what you're doing. But the feeling inside of feeling like I, I either I know I want to create something or I'm not sure. Or I want to go back to work after being out of the workforce for a while. Or I want to change careers in a significant way. Or I want to write a second book, and I'm afraid it won't be as good as the first. Or, and there's countless reasons why we, we hit these next chapters that feel really unknown and scary. And I think that if there's one thing that the hybrid does, it's we honor that. We honor the transition from one chapter to the next, whatever that may look like. And so our our members or our community come from all different walks of life, all different industries, all different backgrounds, all different ages, all different life stages. But they typically have that one thing in common, that they're looking or creating their next chapter. And to feel like you have other people around you that are honoring, that that's exciting and that there's a lot of potential in that, but it's also scary and sometimes unknown. When you're in a community that really... Connects with the the good and the bad of that, like the vulnerability of that, and and also um, reminds you about all the wisdom and experience you bring with you to get to this point of exploring your next chapter. So there's when when you are surrounded by both those voices and space that recognizes that it makes that transition easier, attainable. Um, you're accountable to your community for moving moving forward into that, even if it's unknown, even if you're unsure, even if you don't feel ready. Um, there's something about that support and collaboration that can change can, can change the entire trajectory of an, of the next chapter.
0: So what you're saying is that you don't have to walk in the space knowing exactly who you are, what you want, what you're doing, and to have some kind of status. You can walk in with just a blank slate and say, I'm not sure, I'm not clear, and you will still feel a sense of support from the That's space. Exactly.
1: That's exactly right. And I've had people before tell me, you know, I've had people come in and say, this is so beautiful, if only I knew what I was doing. And I have to laugh and say, I built this space for you. I, it, it's wonderful if you know exactly. Some people are very focused and honed in on exactly the outcome that they're looking for in their project or business. And that's wonderful. And some people aren't. Some people aren't clear yet. And I think it's that whole spectrum that creates like a tapestry or fabric to a community. And what I've often found, too, is that some people that are exploring a new chapter and may be unsure of their next chapter have so much to offer from their previous chapter that they could be incredible mentors for others in the community as they explore their own next thing. So we still bring so much talent and wisdom to the table, even when we're um, cultivating what's next for ourselves.
0: And how does Inspiration Lab work in that, you know, for these people at the Highbury?
1: Well, again, in a couple of different ways, I think it's the way that people utilize the space. I mean, often just the the intention of I'm going into the Highbury today, um, I'm going to spend Tuesday and Thursday at the hybrid. Often there's something about coming into a space that is built built for this purpose, built to explore the unique potential inside all of us. There's just, there's an elevation and expansiveness of thinking where you come in um, with more intention and even more possibility about what, what you personally can create and what you can provide in service to the world. So that's, you know, that idea is, is fascinating and interesting to think, like, as we're pushing the boundaries of who we are as individuals, what does the impact make on the world in that way? That, that's where the Inspiration Lab comes in, because it's like a petri dish of creation, both creating of the individual, and then how does that individual then pay it forward into the collective, into society, and ultimately into creating a meaningful contribution in this world and in this life. I think that's 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 the essence of what people are really looking for. They're not looking for space. They're looking to do something that matters. They want to do to like live a life that they feel they that matters. So I I think that people come in with a different intention. And then you layer onto that those areas of support like mentorship, coaching, um, community events, programming, teaching and our our programming covers a lot of different Areas We look at the whole person, we say like, what can we do to make this person feel well and inspired and teach practical how to's practically, we're always learning practical application, teach me how to do something. Let me be inspired by someone else's story. Let me look at someone that I may see as a success and not only hear the path that they took to get there, but hear the vulnerability behind what it really required or the tenacity like, let me hear and be inspired by other human beings in this
0: element. There are different components of the inspiration aspect of the hybrid, which we're going to come back to. We're going to take a quick break and thank our underwriters, Then we'll be back on creating space for inspiration and community. Support for KXSF comes from Lady Falcon Coffee Club, an iconoclastic only in San Francisco coffee roastery. Born and blended by the beach in the outer sunset, and female-owned and operated, look for Lady Falcon Coffee Club beans at Byright, Williams-Sonoma, Gus's, Rainbow Grocery, Good Eggs, and other fine food vendors, or at their vintage mobile coffee truck about town. Learn more by visiting their website at LadyFalconCoffeeClub.com. Thanks for supporting San Francisco Community Radio. This is KXSF 102.5 FM, streaming worldwide at www.kxsf.fm.
1: And you're tuned in to Spark with Kelly Marlowe. Informing minds, inspiring ideas, igniting innovation. Let the conversation sink into your soul.
0: I was talking with Grace Kravinker before the break about creating space for inspiration and community, and we we're talking about that inspiration lab that exists there. But there are many layers to it, right, Grace? You have the incubator program. Um, you have um, I'm trying to think what else you have. You have workshops. You have events. So the layers build on to. Create this sense of inspiration, connection, and community. Can you talk about how you curate those programs and how they work?
1: Absolutely. And the biggest thing that we think about in programming is how we can meet people where they are, and how we can offer programming that that both addresses where you where you currently are and creates expansive thinking toward where you want to be. So we can do that on the individual level. So this is in addition to our workspace and um, everything that we offer in you know, in terms of meeting space and, and amenities, we also offer private mentorship and coaching, which is a, an opportunity to go um, in a one-on-one session and really dig deep into your personal customized plan around what's your next chapter? What are your challenges? What's holding you back? What's making you feel like you may not be ready? What resources do you need to move forward? What connections might help you move forward? So we do private mentorship. We do programming in the space. um, And those are things like lunch and learns, evening events, um, book launches, panels of inspiring speakers. Again, stories of people that um, are willing to tell not only about their success, but the vulnerability it took to get there so and and then, in addition, we do um what you mentioned, which is our incubator program, the three month accountability program where we we typically bring twenty five people in a cohort and we meet with them once a week, and we have accountability and goal goal setting with them to move forward a project or idea within the community with it with the spirit of those twenty five people around you to really Lift you up, keep you going, connect you to resources, mentor you. We bring in guest teachers because we find that one thing that can really make people feel safe in their ideas is the accountability and support of community. So, knowing that they're going to show up each week and talk to their community about um, the progress they've made, the stumbling blocks that they've experienced, um, all of those pieces we find give an opportunity to propel an idea or project or business forward uh, in a way that can feel safe but also very active so you're you are you have support but you're activated and you're taking rapid action and each week you're reporting back on that action that's really helpful it's really helpful to creating that next chapter
0: so people bond when they're doing something difficult together it sounds like it's through the incubator program then
1: well the incubator program is one, one incredible bonding experience that I've seen in our community but it's not the only way to feel connected to the community and the, the co-working membership the community membership which is that we have a community membership that's for exactly what you're talking about which is someone may not need workspace, but they really want to feel that sense of support, mentorship, education and ultimately they want to feel like they belong. So we, the community membership is a great way for someone that says, "I may not need a workspace, but I'd really like the support, the programming, the education, the inspiration, the coaching, um, both the, the formal mentorship and the organic mentorship that just happens in community."
0: What about the virtual community? How does that work? Well, what we learned
1: the virtual community so often, uh, especially you know near Silicon Valley. It, it's typical that that experiences start with virtual, start with a virtual platform and then create create in-person meetups later. We did things the other way around. So we had an in-person experience first um, and a, a brick and mortar experience first where people were in person and connecting. And then what started happening is this incredible content in programming and education and teachers and conversations Came out of that, and we realized we had a real opportunity to share it far and wide. So yes, we would love to grow and add more highvies all you know all over the country or globe. Um, but we realized that we had an incredible opportunity to spread this magic that can happen when you again honor the individual in the collective with a feeling and commitment to kindness and belonging, we could spread that far and wide with our virtual membership. So it's an opportunity for us to take everything that's happening here in the four walls from speakers to um, learning experiences to even educational, like like thought-provoking writing exercises, and we put all of those into this virtual membership that includes videos, workbooks, um, community, a digital community board, that same idea the member directory where you can connect and look up other members that might have wisdom or, or ideas or expertise that you need um, so it's basically everything that happens here at the rate in a way that we were able to to um, create that virtual experience open for all.
0: Would you say it's really creative for women?
1: It's an, That's an interesting question. I, I mean I when I first started the hybrid, or actually before I started the hybrid, I went and I looked at tons of co-working spaces in not just San Francisco, but a lot of major cities. And often when I was there, it was notable that I was the only or one of the only women there. And that was, you know, there was a feeling around that of like, this space doesn't feel like me. And so to be able to create a space that I that really honors and elevates the voices of women has been an extraordinary, um, not just accomplishment but responsibility of feeling like I have this opportunity to amplify the voices of women and to encourage them to step out and create in a you know a bold, um, impactful way. But what I realized right away is that it's not just women that want to do that. There's there the the high rate is open and inclusive to all because we feel like there is a new way, a new approach that looks at, yes, we as a collective, as human beings, we want to elevate the voices of women. We want to elevate the unique potential inside all of us. So it started to ring true as something for me that was like, wow, this is an opportunity to look at the, the human experience and how we create our next chapters of life together. That became very, very early on apparent that that we couldn't do that and say that the hybrid was only for one customer, one type of customer. We could honor our values and always, always commit to empowering women the best we can and have the doors be open for all. So it's it's yes and. Yes, we're deeply committed to women and we're inclusive and open to all.
0: The beauty in the art is more about women empowerment.
1: Um, you mean the, do you mean the art in the space or just...
0: The, the art in the space, space and, and the way it's it's designed. Would you say it's more feminine and more...
1: Certainly, certainly. Um, the, the space is... I mean, that, I really was thoughtful about creating space that I felt like, as I mentioned, the way that we feel about the space, not the way we just look at space. So that involved like soft textures and and feelings of like comfort and plush and gorgeous light and, and aspirational art and inspirational quotes. And yes, I that inherently has a feminine quality around it. So I create but one of the reasons I created the space that way is because what I what I was noticing was that when I was visiting other workspaces, I wasn't feeling that feeling of expansiveness, the feeling of, of commitment to inspiration and artistry. And and I think that inherently that that is a, a feminine quality, a part of the, the feminine um, part of each of us. But I, I also, again, getting back to my earlier thoughts that it wasn't, it wasn't about how the space looked or even functioned, it was about how it felt. And when you start layering in comfort and texture and you really look at the details of what, um, what makes us feel productive or inspired or creative. There are certainly elements of that that yes, indeed feel very warm and feminine they absolutely and i'm I'm really I'm honored to be able to create space that has that feeling for all of us
0: so part of the theme that you've created is this inspiration, artistry, beauty, light. and then the last element is about transformation, and you have this. Oh, transformation through life transitions in particular, and you have this five truth of transformation that you created to help people get unstuck and move to the next chapter of their lives. Can you tell us more about this?
1: Yes, I just started noticing that there were there were certain consistencies, and that I when I would meet with people in the community, and specifically in the beginning, I did a lot of private coaching and mentoring. Um, to really understand what, what are the needs? What are the best ways that I can help elevate and, and, and provide someone with the space and support and community they need to get to their next chapter? And I started realizing that some of those truths of what it takes to create transformation, they weren't what I thought they were. And I'll give you an example of one. I won't I won't spoil the whole thing because the, the mini course is definitely available on our website, but I want to tell you about an important one. Um, the, one of the major truths of transformation that I've witnessed is that change starts in what I call the luck. So we don't make change when we're comfortable. Like if everything's going great, that's not when we shake it up typically. It's when things feel challenging or hard or you're burnt out or you're unsure or you're insecure or you're going through a major life change that feels scary, that's often when we have the most potential to create change. So one of the truths of transformation that I've witnessed is just that it doesn't, it it can start in a place that feels like the muck, that feels like the depth of being feeling down or or, um, unsure. And and I've seen some of the I've witnessed some of the greatest change and creating next chapters in that moment. So that's that's one hint. And then we I do a, a free, um, five through self transformation mini course on our website on thehybrid.com. And I would love to invite your listeners to listen to it because it's it's that same theme of it wasn't what I thought it was. And I'll just add on to that that in this time. Um, it's very trendy right now to talk about self-care. So we can, there's certain things around self-care, like we, and and I prescribe to some of these things, like I believe in meditation and I've really, my life has been changed by meditation. But sometimes when I read like the five steps to make your greatest life, it becomes a little cliche of like, I've heard all these things before. And what I started witnessing here in in what I wrote that little course about was just that it wasn't always what you think. Again, like, the one that I mentioned, sometimes when people feel like kind of at their lowest, they think, like, how could I possibly create a next chapter now? And the realization I had and witnessed among the community was that's actually the perfect time to create a next chapter.
0: Mm. And what do you think are the ingredients to getting there?
1: I mean, I, I think one ingredient is, is the willingness to have an open, expansive mind to the possibilities. Um, because I think that we're not necessarily taught in traditional education to really listen deeply to what that, like I even think of it as a DNA strand. Like I think that there's like something unique inside all of us that ties it all together. It's our intelligence, our talent, our experience, our wisdom, our pain, our grief, our challenges, our upbringing, I mean, all of those pieces come together um, to create this completely unique perspective and this unique sense of service and compassion and ideas that doesn't look like anyone else's, but we're not necessarily taught to, to look deeply into ourselves to find that, because that is typically the magic sauce towards creating work that you feel is aligned with who you are, aligned with your values, that takes into account your experience, both painful and positive. Um, so I, I feel like the, the ingredients are, number one, to be open and expansive to the possibility within you. Number two, to be willing to listen to what, what is really happening inside you. Number three, to be willing to surround yourself by people that believe in that possibility. I often say that if you're in a state of transformation, you're often a really sensitive soul during that time because, because things can feel unknown. So that's not a great time to surround yourself by naysayers. Like surround yourself by people that believe in the potential that you have to offer and are willing to talk about it and are willing to work in that same energy. That's a third. Is just surround yourself by by kind people that believe in the possibility that you have to offer, and and recognizing that you we can be, um, you know, we can be somewhat sensitive when we're in a state of transformation, and we need we need to be around people that are in that same kind of elevated, committed mindset that say, I'm going to make something, I'm going to go forth, I'm going to go forward, and make something extraordinary, um, and then. I think another piece of being willing to be, um, I've seen a willingness to be honest and vulnerable about the path to get there allows others the ability to do the same. So it kind of opens up, if we can open up that conversation, where we stop having the conversation of like the social media conversation, everything looks beautiful, it looks like everything's going great, and we start having a real conversation. But I find that a, a really meaningful aha moment that happens here at the Ivory is when someone reveals how hard it is in whatever they're doing, creating art, creating a business, finding a new job, um, whatever it is. It when, when they reveal that it's challenging, it opens up the room. It opens up this possibility that like, oh, I thought I was the only one that was struggling. And to hear from others that it's hard It allows us to acknowledge, okay, it's hard, but I'm not alone and I'll keep going. And then the last thing I think that's kind of in tandem with that idea is this idea that in order to live our fullest lives and to be of maximum service to ourselves and to others, um, we have to be brave. We have to be willing. So we can't stand back and, and hope that Our ideas like come to us in a lightning bolt, we have to, we have to bravely go forward and experiment and talk about it and write about it and, and, and look for it and work at it. It's not like, we're not just going to be given this, here's your gift of, um, fulfilling work. We have to, we have to be willing to, to be brave enough to stand the course and, and be true and keep going forward. And I learn that lesson with my community every day. You know, being an entrepreneur is the hardest thing I've ever done, next to possibly parenting teenagers, but that's another <laughs> thing. Um, but i it, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. But but this, in that same way of like, I want to walk the walk of what I'm teaching people to do. And part of that is to be brave enough to keep going when it's not easy.
0: Sounds like it took pain and that you had to explore, isolation even, for you to then... Ask yourself what it is that you need to do to find your purpose and your meaning, and that's why you created a hivory.
1: Absolutely, I, I. mean, I. I've been very honest about when I. I started the hivory just just after my mom died of ovarian cancer, and she. I cared for her. She lived with me in her last months of life, and she was my soulmate. I. I was so lucky, and I. There's not a day that I'm not. Immensely grateful that I just I had like a soul connection with my mom, and when she passed away, there was a space that felt the agony of grief and the question that we all have at one point or another of what then what am I going to do here in this precious life and the witnessing that life could end quickly and no the understanding that there. I could dream and pine about wanting something that felt more fulfilling, but ultimately it was going to be my responsibility to create it. And so I think that's, you know, I learned my own lessons in that out of grief can come like almost like an explosion of potential because you are, your senses are so heightened around, around what it is to the human experience, what it is to be in this world with, the pain and agony and the the brutal world that it is, and yet marry that with the beauty and potential and creativity and kindness and humanity.
0: That's beautiful to hear because most people want to numb it. Uh, Time for a short break. We'll turn more on creating space for inspiration and community. Thank you for your support of San Francisco Community Radio. This is KXSF
1: 102.5 FM, streaming worldwide at www.kxsf.fm. And you're tuned in to Spark with Kelly Marlowe. Informing minds, inspiring ideas, igniting innovation. Let the conversation sink into
0: your soul. Back to the discussion about creating space for inspiration, and community with Grace Krivinger. Grace, how are you looking to scale and create more locations without it changing what they are to you, or f- feel very much about who you are, that they, st- what your values are?
1: I, I mean, I think number one is is I use the values of kindness and creativity and community as like a guidepost, that that light is always in front of me. And we run every single thing we do, um, whether it's around growth or designing the space or programming or hiring, but everything goes through that lens of that commitment to kindness first, creativity is in everyone, and community and the feeling of belonging can transform the individual, the collective, and ultimately beyond. Um, so I think as long as if I as long as I'm running those values or as long as I'm running everything we do through the filter of those values, I, I feel like we can go a long way um with staying really true. And I, I mean the interesting thing about the hybrid is that I have learned I believe that in each of us is an instinctual calling to help someone else. And I think that when we, when we don't get to experience that is when, is when the world isn't set up for that. There are certain places in life that aren't, they're not set up for experiencing the, the joy and, and fulfillment you can get from helping another. But the hybrid is built for that. So as long as we continue to commit to that value, everyone that enters these doors will come in with the mindset of like, I'm here for myself to improve myself, and I'm here to allow that potential that I have, the talent or wisdom that I have, to then be in service to others. And the contagious snowball effect of that is exponential. So I feel like as we grow, as, as long as we stay true to that, um, I, don't, I, I, I don't think that there could be a better guide for us, you know, of just like, how to be the best humans we can be within the, that framework. It doesn't really matter if there's two hybrids or 20 hybrids or 200 hybrids or 5,000 hybrids. It barely matters because the commitment is around the humanity of it. If we stick with that, I think that, you know, that we can, we can keep that, that feeling of, um, I, I often call it the magic sauce, but it's not magic. It's really human. It's, it's actually very natural. We just don't always have a lot of space to exercise it.
0: Well, it's just a lot of entrepreneurs when it's, it's hard for them to have our locations, let's say franchises, right, feel like the original. So it sounds like you are going to focus on hiring people that have those values that you have so that they can help you ensure that each location has the same feel.
1: Right. And it, there's, there's a couple ways to do that. I mean, one one like practical way that we do that is, our everything comes back to our community so our community is often presenting the workshops and teaching the classes and hosting the events and so so the community continues to represent itself and teach and advocate and mentor and be a service and as long as that is part of the model it there won't it couldn't possibly be formulaic because it comes from inside the community out so there are certain pieces that are thematic that, we are, that we're very consistent about in terms of, again, like comfort and um, positive aesthetics and the feeling of inspirational space. But when the community is creating their own community, coming back to the metaphor of the hive, which is where the hive name comes from, um, when the community is creating their own space and expansion, it will always be true.
0: And they're no bad hive members?
1: It's so funny that you ask. People have asked me that before and I joke, like I I think like jerks aren't really drawn to this kind of thing. <laughs> I think there's like a filter that says like if a commitment is kindness a community first. Um, people that aren't into this that they they don't even come to the door. <laughs> it's, just, it's like it's like a beautiful um filter for just being nice to each other <laughs> so yeah we don't I, I I haven't had a bad seed we you know it's just that's just not and I, I think one another reason that we haven't is because we're so committed to seeing people for who they are and not expecting them to be um a fully polished, finished person. We're expecting them to be imperfect. We're expecting them to be eccentric or insecure or have a bad day. I tell people, like, if you're having a bad day and you feel, like, just down in the dumps, that's the day you should come. That's the day you you need us the most. (laughs) So so it's not meant to be, like, everyone's shiny and perfect, um, which can bring out feelings of competitive or comparison. It's actually meant to be just come as you are in the... If you truly do that, um, you know, we just don't see someone coming in with that intention.
0: Wrapping up, given your personal experience in creating the hyvery, what are your top three advice for someone who may be feeling isolated, stuck and lacking support at this moment in time?
1: Well my first piece of advice would be come to the hybrid <laughs> because um, or or whether it's the hybrid or whether it's our virtual hybrid or whether it's other community spaces um, we aren't meant we aren't meant to go through this world alone you know I, I think that one of the just the basic human needs is to feel belonging and and what's scary about the opposite of belonging that's scary about when you're feeling isolated is it can often lead to um, feelings of uh, almost like putting ourselves in more isolating situations because we're feeling, we don't, we don't feel good. So we often don't show up so we don't present ourselves to the world and we don't step out and, and it can create a pretty quick spiral. So what I, my first piece of advice is if you are feeling isolated and disconnected, Get, step out, step out, we can create, find these community spaces like the hybrid that, that really honor our connection to each other. Um, so that's one. And the second thing is to to really um, be diligent about separating feelings of isolation or loneliness from the spirit of who you really are, because it's really easy to get those mixed up. And it's really easy to get it intertwined with, because I'm feeling alone or isolated, I must not be worthy, I must not be good at this, I must not be ready, I must not be valuable. Um, and, and those, I, what, my biggest advice is that those, those two like, concepts are not the same thing. You can feel alone and lonely and have, crave a sense of connection but you are still worthy and you are still of value. And, and when you can remember that, you'll have more confidence to step out and step toward community, whether it's the high or elsewhere. So my third, I've just seen, uh, I'll give you an example. Like, like the, I think it's the first, my, my advice would be that it's the first step you take is the most important step. And I've had people come to the hybrid, um on their first day and they come to try it. So. And that's, um, I'm, welcome to all of your listeners. People can always try a free day pass if they've never been here before and just see what it's like. Try working here. Try writing here. Um, try coming to an event. Um, but when they do that, often it's that very first day that the light bulb goes on and they're like, I can't believe how much I got done. I can't believe how I was able to focus. or I can't believe that I was able to go deeper because it's carving out the space and time to take our next step. It's that very first step that's so important in, in the aha moment of, oh, yes, I, I have something to offer. I have something deeply important that needs to be worked on, that needs, that needs time and space. So it's taking that first step towards it that can be difficult, but sometimes challenging. So my advice is take that first step, show up on that first day when you're nervous and come and see what happens. And then I'll throw in a fourth piece of advice just because, because I've got another one, and that is um, to per- persevere. I, I think the greatest lesson that I learned um, before this career as a professional dancer and being able to intertwine passion, which is what the high is about, finding your passion, finding your calling, inter- intertwining and integrating that with discipline, to sh- keep showing up even when you don't want to, even when you feel unworthy, even when you feel like it's pointless. This passion and discipline going hand in hand can change the trajectory of your life. So that's that's my last and final advice is allow your yourself to find that passion and then integrate it with the discipline inside you and and see what extraordinary potential can come from there.
0: Beautifully said. Thank you for joining me on Spark today.
1: Thank you. It's a pleasure.